so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, and thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, I want to thank you for watching on YouTube, for listening to the podcast, whatever it is, however you decide, thank you very much. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars that is now available everywhere books are sold and signed copies are available on my website, johncorrales.com, for 30 bucks. Uh, today, continuing the Bradley Beal discussion because there's a lot of talk out there about should the Celtics trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal or not? And so what I'm going to do here is make the case for and make the case against. I'm going to start with the case against right away because I am against it. But I will look at the other side in the second segment and look at the reasons why maybe someone would say you should trade for Jalen Brown. And in the third segment, why just waiting and trying to sign Bradley Beal as a free agent is really not going to work. They could technically do it. That's not a scenario that you want to root for. So uh, I want to start the show by reminding you that this Thursday, I am going to be hosting a live draft show that is available on our streaming uh, Lockdown NBA YouTube page on Amazon Fire Stick, on Roku, uh, basically everywhere things get streamed for us, this is going to be available. It's me, it's Chad Ford, and it's Raphael Barlow. Obviously, Chad Ford's one of the best ever to do draft coverage, and Raphael Barlow is basically an up-and-coming superstar, and he's one of the hosts of the Lockdown NBA Draft podcast. So I am honored to be hosting a show this Thursday starting at 7 p.m., starting an hour before the draft, taking you through the entire draft and a little bit afterwards. So it's going to be a full night of unparalleled coverage that you get on demand. And it's going to include all of our local hosts, all of our local experts, giving you in-depth analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. It's all brought to you by Built Bar, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so honored and thrilled to be hosting that show. So please tune in. All right, let's talk about Jalen Brown a little bit here. There's all of this Bradley Beal stuff seems to be coming to a head. And I talked yesterday about where this rumor might have come from. Maybe Bradley Beal is is putting out the the feelers just so people can kind of see, you know, what's what's it look like? You know, what's the reaction going to look like if I if I want to make this decision? How maybe he wants to see that maybe the uh, Washington Wizards are trying to put a little pressure on him to say, hey, man, you know, if you're going to make this deal, if you want us to make this deal, do it now. Like, okay, we get it. It's been nine years, you know, 10 years. You, you don't want to, um, 
you don't want to screw us over. You've been loyal. So do us a solid here and, and let us get in on this 2021 draft that's that has a lot of potential for us. And, okay, I can see that. I can see that. So let's say he says, you know what, guys? I, I can't. I can't. You know, I wanted Sam Cassell. You didn't give me Sam Cassell. You gave me Wes Unsell Jr., you know, great. Congratulations for you. He can start over. He can start fresh. I'm not going to be a part of it. Now the bidding war starts. And this is where the Celtics find themselves. If you don't include Jalen Brown, there's only one way to get him. And that's by Bradley Beal flat out demanding a trade only to Boston and saying, I'm only going there. Trade me there. And if you trade me anywhere else, I'm not going to resign. Basically, I'm out. Basically doing what Anthony Davis did to the New Orleans Pelicans and and the signals that he sent, not even signals, the flat-out message, I'm not re-signing in Boston. If Bradley Beal says, I'm not re-signing in Golden State, I'm not re-signing in Philadelphia, I'm not re-signing in, I don't know, Portland, wherever wherever they might be interested, he can say, well, uh, I'm not going to re-sign there. I'm only going to re-sign in Boston, and all those other teams are going to be like, Hey, I'm out. I'm not going to give you a package that you're looking for. So if he does that, then the Celtics now are, are in business because you you pat, put a package together on Marcus Smart and a bunch of picks and the young players, you know, Aaron Neesmith and whomever, however you need to do to make it work. But the Celtics can put a package there. It's not a great package. They can be outbid. And this is why Jalen Brown gets into this discussion because the Celtics can be outbid by a lot of teams. Pascal Siakam and the fourth overall pick is going to outbid the Celtics Marcus Smart trade package, even if they throw three first round picks and two pick swaps at Washington. That's just Siakam helps them now. The fourth overall pick could be, you know, anybody, could be Jalen Suggs, could be, you know, a, a real. Uh, important player. This is a, a five or six person draft here. So the the Wizards could get their star of the future in this draft while still maintaining the now with Siakam. So do you throw in Jalen Brown? What's what what are you what are you outbidding here? So my argument right now is you don't throw in Jalen Brown because let's start with this that if you if you include Jalen Brown you're you're basically saying here's the best player available to any of you, um, you know, to, to, out of all of the deals, this is the deal that that's going to net you the best player. So you're not getting Jalen Brown and a bunch of picks and this and that. You're basically getting Jalen. You're going to get something to make if you need to make the salaries work, and and you probably don't because Jalen's making twenty five point three. Bradley Beal's making 33.7. So maybe you throw in uh, one other person to just make the salaries work. You're not really adding picks or, or a ton of picks. You can add one, two, but that that's it. You're not, that's the, the extent of it. And even that, I'm not sure how many picks you're, you're adding. The, the thing with Jalen Brown versus Bradley Beal, Beal, opts out of his player option next year and says, okay, you traded for me. Now you got to pay me. He's not going to tr- get traded to Boston and then say, 
hey, I'm going to give you a discount. He's going to opt out of 36.4 million and he's going to want his full bag, right? Which is going to be 35% of the of the salary cap, which is going to be over $40 million. And now the question is, is Bradley Beal at $40 million? And at that point, he'd be what, 28, 29? He is 28 now. So he'll be 29 a year from now, right? He turns 29 at the end of June. So we're talking about that following season. 29-year-old Bradley Beal starting a multi-year contract at $40 million versus Jalen Brown, who is currently 24 years old and will turn 25 in October. So let's say he'll be 26. So it's 29 versus 26, essentially. And Jalen is still under contract for... 27.1 27.1 million, 27.2 basically. And then the year after that, 29 million. So you're looking at a $13 million difference in Beal versus Jalen Brown and a three year ish difference in age, where Jalen is just starting to enter his prime and Beal is starting to slowly exit his. I'm not saying he's out of his prime, but he can see the off-ramp from here because pretty soon he's going to be 30, 31, 32, and you're looking at Damian Lillard territory. This is where it gets a little complicated because in a vacuum, no money involved, no nothing, yeah, of course Bradley Beal's a better player than Jalen Brown, but also Bradley Beal, unless he steps up his defense and gets back to playing the defense that he used to play where he was a little bit of an underrated guy, and if he if he doesn't get back to that, okay, yeah, he's he's scoring 31 points per game to Jalen Brown's 24 and a half. Now, I'm not saying that Jalen's going to increase his his output there, but also is is Beal going to keep how long is Beal going to keep doing this? How much more does he have? in the tank. Yeah, he's 29, but soon again, 30, 31 for the money. What are we, what are we looking at here? It's Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal versus Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown is whatever Beal's production, the net production going to be worth losing Jalen Brown, paying an extra, what was it? $13 million a year or whatever it was. Yeah. $13 million a year. Are you getting an extra $13 million in value in Bradley Beal? No, I don't think so. He's not that much better. He's not that much more of a net positive than, than Jalen Brown because Jalen plays better defense and who knows what, what JB is going to be. I think Beal has reached his, his ceiling, like this is the high point of Beal's career. He's not getting better. He's going to stay this good for a year or two and then slowly start to drop off. That's generally how it goes. And so I'm not sold on an extra $13 million plus whatever that means for the luxury tax, which I'm sorry, that means something for the Boston Celtics. The, the value here, it's not even the price necessarily it's the value you're giving up brown you're giving up another player who may not even matter that much 
but you're giving up a pick or two for yes, better immediate production, but then but then what? Does Tatum plus Beal? How much better does Tatum plus Beal make you than Tatum plus Brown? Does it make you so good that Brooklyn's like, oh crap, now it's Tatum and Beal? Or no, you basically played the Celtics the same way. It doesn't change how you defend the Celtics. You still got two guys that you have to worry about. And yeah, maybe, maybe Beal the commands like a little bit tighter defense, but Jalen Brown is an all-star player who has gotten significantly better in each year he's been in the league. I am not just going to give up Jalen Brown for for Beal. It doesn't it doesn't compute for me because I can I can at least justify with with Jalen. You can add a third player. That extra thirteen million. That's not, and it's not like a salary cap thing where you have an extra thirteen million to spend. It's that extra thirteen million. If it's on your books, I'd rather have that occupied by a useful bench player than one guy making forty million. It's that forty million that's going to get you. So yeah, today, if I'm picking teams, okay, you've got Jason Tatum. Uh, I'm taking Bradley Beal next. And then Jalen Brown's after that today at this moment. But tomorrow, by the end of the season, who knows? So I'm not, I'm just not going in on Beal right now. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the assets. If you're trading Jalen Brown, you better be getting, you better be getting like a Giannis type package. It's got to be like Jalen and Marcus Smart and young players and picks to get disgruntled superstar that's like a, a, a clear top five guy. I'm not trading Jalen Brown for Beal as much as I really do like Bradley Beal. It just doesn't – it's not enough of a step up. And frankly, I'm not sure over the life of their contracts how much longer it's going to be a step up. So that's my case for not paying – uh, not giving up Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal. Up next, we'll flip it. I'll look at the other side and make the case. If we're if we're going to have a strong debate, you got to know what the other side's going to say. And so I will I will look at the other side's argument after I tell you about Rock Auto. Talking about saving money and getting good value, Rock Auto is going to give you that value because we know it's impossible for one of those strip malls in a whatever size building they are they have to have everything every car on the road needs it's impossible they're going to stock what they have they're going to stock the most pop popular things but if you're not driving the most popular cars then who knows what you're going to get so save the time save the drive save the annoyance of having to you know recite everything that you need to know about your car to a person behind the counter do it yourself at home use your phone use your laptop Whatever, enter that information into rockauto.com and you'll see an expansive database of everything that you want, no matter how complicated, no matter how simple, something wipers, headlights, carpets, to some kind of technical thing that goes into the middle of that basically computer that runs your car now. If you know how to use that stuff, great, good for you. You'll find it at rockauto.com. Telling you it's the place to go. It's going to save you a ton of money. People have saved 
hundreds of dollars they've told me directly i've used rock auto and i've saved hundreds of dollars on these things so go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts that are available for your car or truck when you do buy something and i'm pretty sure that you're going to buy something you write locked on in there how did you hear about us box because that's how they know we sent you please do that it's an amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So I've made my case pretty clear. I do not want to trade Jalen Brown in a deal for Bradley Beal. As much as I think it'd be great to have Beal here, I think the goal is to have Beal as part of a trio, right? It's not about Tatum and Beal. It's Tatum, Brown, and Beal, and you figure it out. Now, I've already gone over how that can happen, but if Brad Stevens says, all right, we need to get Bradley Beal at all costs, and I think it's time to trade Jalen Brown, here's why he would do it. It would be because Jason Tatum needs to be appeased And if Jason Tatum isn't feeling Boston and they're afraid that Tatum has sent out some signals that, hey, I'm not, I'm not feeling it here. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence. It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's whatever. It's, it's, it's fine for right now. If that's the case, then you say, all right, well, now we have to start catering to our superstar. And in the hierarchy of Tatum and Brown, Tatum's the number one, Brown's the, what, 1A or 2, however you want to classify it. And so that would be why you you start to build your team in a manner that caters to Jason Tatum. And so you trade Jalen Brown, you bring in Bradley Beal, and you try to sell both of them on Boston. And you throw $40 million per year over four or five years. It'd have to be four years. But... Four years uh, of 35% max. He's a 10-year player, and the Celtics would be able to do that after he played one year here. They They could sell Tatum on sticking around because he and Beal would be playing together. And so Beal would start his contract four years where Tatum... Would that fourth year would be Tatum's option year? Now, again, keep in mind that at that point, Beal will be 32, and the hope is by then you have won a championship. If you haven't built the championship around those guys, then what's the next deal for for Beal? It's not going to be a forty million dollar deal. You get into this messy situation, I think, by doing all of these things just to appease Jason Tatum. I don't think that this is the exact way to go. Obviously, I'm not doing a great job selling this portion of the podcast. I just don't think that catering to the star at this level is really conducive to winning. I think the way you cater to Jason Tatum is building a team that contends and 
if Tatum in two years, three years, if the Celtics are close to a champion or have won a championship, and then he still says, oh, but I really want to play with, with Bradley Beal, so I'm out, then you've done everything you can. It's it, they've they got his input on the coach. They hired a coach that he's cool with that uh, that he he agreed would be a good hire. They have done other little things to kind of help his friends. Um, you know, invite invites to training camp, whatever. Uh, maybe they go out and get Javante Green, like he mentioned on. On Instagram, like if maybe that's the way they 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 make him happy. Bradley Beal's not his only friend out in the NBA, so maybe you get Javante back on a, a minimum deal or something, and you reunite that that crew. Uh, but the the reason to trade Jalen Brown for Beal is to say we know that if we get Beal here that Tatum is going to stay now for sure. And that's that's something that's so imperative to us that we we have to do it. Um, and so I don't think that it's necessary to do that. I just, I don't think that that's, I think that the Celtics can take that money and spend it in a different way. And you know, the Evan Fournier signing, using that mid-level, finding quality players, finding depth. If you can get the third star to Boston, and maybe it's not Bradley Beal, maybe somehow, some way, because there's always a surprise, the third star is somebody else, and the Celtics start winning and win a championship. Is Tatum going to be like, oh, but it wasn't Bradley Beal, so I'm out. No, he's going to stick around and win championships. So you appease Tatum by building a winner. He knows that this is a business. He knows that he can't always dictate everybody that comes to uh, comes to town. He knows that Beal's going to go do whatever he needs to do. And they, they hang out. They hang out on the road. They hang out back in St. Louis. They, they don't all have to play together. So... I think that the Celtics, knowing the Celtics situation, knowing that the tax is important, knowing that by by giving Beal that kind of contract, that's going to be that that has to pay off in and quickly, and and that's going to put a lot of pressure on the Celtics to spend money. But the owner, the ownership group, if they're looking at this team and saying we'll spend for a championship contender, and you say, okay, here's Bradley Beal, we're going to take Jalen Brown out. And we're going to pay Bradley Beal forty million dollars. Does does ownership look at that and say, "Oh well, we weren't a, a championship contender before, but now we are." So here, take all of our money. No, I don't think that that changes anything. In fact, it probably hurts the Celtics' ability to spend a little bit. So if you're not, if you feel that you need to cater to Tatum that much, then that's why you do the the, the Brown deal. If you can. Go ahead and build a better team around Tatum and Brown than you do that. And, yeah, that does put added pressure on the team to actually build a winner around Tatum and Brown. 
like you, the clock starts ticking. You got two years of Jalen Brown. You better start winning. You better start go out going out there to win. So yeah, that that doesn't change. That doesn't make everything easy. But I still I'd still rather have them try it with with Jalen Brown. Um, but I will acknowledge that it's a little scary that Jalen Brown has two more years, basically three more seasons on his three more seasons on his contract. So we're we're saying next season and then two years after that. So there is a clock ticking on the Celtics for sure. And if Jalen leaves, then that's that's a problem. So maybe they should be focusing on appeasing Jalen Brown. We think about it from that perspective. Up next, why the trade for Bradley Beal is basically the only way that the Celtics are going to get him. Because signing him, people are talking about, hey, let's just sign him in free agency. Uh, no, you, you can, but no, probably not. Uh, I'll be talking about that after I tell you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Whatever you want to bet on, the Olympics now, Olympic basketball, is is running hot you can go and, and bet on that international sports american sports baseball whatever uh it's all available on bet online so go ahead use your laptop use your mobile device create your username your password and then enter the promo code locked on that'll get you a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so once you do all that stuff and you use that promo code locked on and you make a deposit of a hundred dollars you'll get a fifty dollar Welcome bonus. So you're basically winning a bet without even placing a bet. That's how it works with the promo code locked on at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So I've made my case for not trading Jalen Brown. I tried to look at the other side where they said, yeah, trade Jalen Brown for, for Bradley Beal. I didn't like that argument. You can clearly tell from how poorly I made that argument. I just don't see it making sense. Uh, Long term. I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I can't buy it. So then some of you might be saying, John, why bother? He can opt out after this season. He can opt out. The Celtics can just sign him in free agency, right? Not really. They, they can. So technically, it's possible. Functionally, it's not. So the Celtics already have Tatum and Brown. I wrote, I wrote this very extensively on Boston Sports Journal. So I would encourage you to go read all that because there's a lot of numbers. And I, I'm not going to go through every number here, but I'm going to give you the gist. But you can go read the piece on Boston Sports Journal. The projected salary cap for the 22-23 season is $115.7 million. That could go up. That could go down. But that's the projected one. If it goes up, great. That helps Boston. The Celtics have Tatum on the books for the 22-23 season at $30.3 million. Jalen at 27.2 ish. Uh, basically 57 and a half million for those two players. That leaves approximately 58, a little more than $58 million in cap space 
for the Celtics. Now, Bradley Beal opting out and coming to Boston, we would assume that he's going to take the full 10-year, 35% of the cap max, which is $40.5 million in the first year. $40.5 million. So you add that to Tatum's, Tatum and Brown's $57.5 million, and you got $98 million tied up in three players. You got about $17.5 million left. So if you can't build the rest of your team in 17.6, the exact number is like $17.6 million or so. If you can't build the rest of your team with that, then you're not going to have the cap space to sign Bradley Beal. Now, $17.5 million, basically you've got You've got to sign nine guys with that kind of money. Well, how do you do that? So right away, you can tell that that's, that's going to be tough. It's tougher when you think about Al Horford because the crux of the argument here for people who say just sign him is that, yeah, Al Horford's non-guaranteed. So you just wave him and he's gone. But that's not true necessarily. He is on the books for – he has $14.5 million of his $26.5 million is guaranteed. So while the full $26.5 million is not guaranteed, $14.5 million is. So you can't just cut him. You have to trade him into somebody's cap space. So considering in this scenario that the Celtics would desperately need to shed salary, you can trade him with the first-round pick from next year, assuming like you haven't made any other deals, you can use that first-round pick because you're not going to sign him because you need that money to, to ship Al Horford off. So that's one way to save some money. Uh, there are team options. So this is how the Celtics are going to have to start to build their roster. Again, right now, only three people. So you can let Langford go, Neesmith go. Grant Williams go, but you're just letting these guys go. And while some of you might say, yeah, sure, let them go, there's these guys could be functional role players. Even if they're 8, 9, 10 on the roster, during the regular season, it's important to have an 8, a 9, and a 10 on the roster to take the pressure off your 1, 2, and 3 so they don't have to play 38 minutes in November, December. In the playoffs, those guys don't play. But through the long slog of a regular season, those guys play. And you need somebody functional in that 8, 9, 10 role so your starters don't have to carry the full load for eight months. So you're letting those guys go. You can keep Peyton Pritchard. You can keep, who, Neesmith. You're going to have to let Robert Williams go because – at that point, if you still have him, he's going to be a restricted free agent. You make the qualifying offer, his cap hits $11 million. So we're talking about filling out the roster with 17 and a half. Well, that's this is just the cap hold $11 million. That's not even the first year salary. Assuming that Robert Williams is playing well, he could command more than that. But let's just say that that's what he makes. He to say he gets a first year eleven million dollars. That's that's too much. That's that's your fourth guy. Four guys now at um, over a hundred million dollars. You're, you're you're running out of money. 
So without, without going through all of everything, you get the picture that it's, it's impossible functionally to do this. Now you could get rid of all of these guys and start signing minimum guys and Sure, you can try to convince ring chasers to come and and be part of this team, but at that point, you've got you've got nothing. You can now you can try to sign and trade Robert Williams to bring back players, but who are you bringing back? And are those guys going to make enough uh, to to fill out the roster and get your keep your cap space? The other trick that they can use is you can say. To Bradley Beal, sign a one plus one, make it thirty-seven million dollars or so. Uh, opt out of the second year, and then we'll use your non-bird rights, which basically allows the Celtics to pay one hundred and twenty percent of the previous year's salary, and he can make the difference. And that'll give the Celtics an extra three and a half million dollars to play with. And hey, if the cap spike, if the cap goes up a little bit, and they can work some things around. Maybe you can get an extra $4 million to work with. Great. But what does that get you? So now instead of spending $17 million on nine spots, you've got $21 million for nine spots. Big whoop. Point is, no matter what, no matter what the Celtics do here, they can sign Bradley Beal, but they just destroy any level of depth. There's just no depth left on this team whatsoever. You got to hope Moses Brown is ready. You better hope that Aaron Neese is ready because those guys are both going to start on this team. And, and and then it's a bunch of what rookie guys and veteran minimum guys, and the, 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 you can't build a team like that. It's impossible. It's just not possible. So, as one person put it to me on Twitter, it, you, you you lose more assets by not trading for Bradley Beal. So basically, after all of this analysis of what would it take, how can you get Bradley Beal, the final result for me is you just I just can't bring myself to say you trade Jalen Brown. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Some people can. I cannot. And you certainly can't sign him. So the only hope, the only hope, for getting Bradley Beal on this team is to convince him through back channels to demand a trade, to demand it only to Boston, and send the signals out, I'm not re-signing with anybody. I'm only re-signing with the Boston Celtics. It's the only way the Celtics are going to get him. And that's basically him saying, I really, really badly want to play with Jason Tatum. That's it. And it's not even a function of I, I want to keep Jalen Brown. Like this is this is the only way to do it. It's the only way to make it work. Because even in that scenario, even if I was willing to trade Jalen Brown, why? Why do it in that scenario? Because at that point, you've got all the leverage. You don't, you don't trade Jalen Brown. But th- this is I, I'm very pro I, I getting Bradley Beal. I think I do think that a Tatum Beal Brown team could be really, really good and it could work and the fit would be fine. But I just I just don't see it 
happening. Because, look, Beal still has to, he still wants to win. He doesn't want to go to a, like, if he's going to go to a team, he wants to go to a team that's not going to be destroyed by him joining the team. What's the point of that? And depending on his loyalty to Washington, I don't know how how much he's going to care about what Washington gets in return. If he cares what Washington gets in return, then that changes a lot of of what's going on with with this whole scenario too. And if he feels like going there is going to work, then he'll, he'll make it work. But he also knows that, hey, I can go to Golden State. I play with Steph and Clay and... Draymond, <laughs> be a pretty good situation, you know. If he's if he's cool with that, then if that's if that's a scenario that he likes, then why not go do that? Why not? It'll be tough. Bottom line, it's going to be tough to get Bradley Beal. Hey, a reminder about that draft night show. It's me hosting, basically throwing over to Chad Ford and Rafael Barlow. That that's my job. I'm passing to the big scorers. And those guys are going to give great analysis. I'm also going to be passing to our local hosts, our local experts, who are going to give you unparalleled access. Uh, It's going to be a great night. I'm flying to Dallas tomorrow. uh, Actually, today, by the time you hear this, uh, on Tuesday. I'm flying to Dallas for a few days of prep for this show. And then we're going to do this thing on Thursday night. It means no Friday podcast for Locked On Celtics. I I hope you understand that this is kind of a hell of an opportunity for me. So, of course, I'm going to take this opportunity and it's going to cost the Friday podcast. But subscribe because I'm still going daily otherwise. And the Monday through Friday, generally speaking, and definitely throughout the season here on the podcast, here on YouTube, if you're watching. So subscribe, comment, rate, review, share, share, share. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.